right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Mr. Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Good to hear from you again. All right, man. Episode 151. Sean, uh, we had a really, really good week, uh, week two. Really excited. Uh, got some great basketball coming up uh, tomorrow. I know the guys have been waiting on the podcast. We're going to go ahead and drop it today. I just finished the article. Um, it, it was a lot going on, man. A lot going on. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about week two. Uh, the 7 o'clock game, the first game was, was my game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trifecta uh, versus Boot Gang. Uh, trifecta failed to Boot Gang 91 86. Uh, tough, tough defeat there. Um, I thought Boot Gang just played a better game overall. Yeah, we started off shorthanded. We only had four uh, to start the game. But there's, there's really no excuse for that. I mean, we, we came back, took the lead. So once we took the lead, that was, that was out the window as far as uh, excuses go. So I just thought Trifecta, uh, you know. We didn't play our best game in the second half, and that's kind of been the, the theme so far. It would, it would come down to the last few possessions, and something would go wrong, and then, you know, we, we end up blowing the game. But uh, shout-out to Rashawn. He had an amazing game, 40 points on his debut. He's a great scorer. Um, he does what he, he did what he wanted out, out there on the court. He had some tough matchups. I thought um, we probably should have put <clears> – we probably should have put uh, – Probably should put somebody else on him instead of Cortez because Cortez was carrying us on the offensive end, and uh, you know that would have made it easier for him. And then maybe have Jeff help side uh, helping, you know, making it tough for Rashawn scoring inside. I thought that would, you know, that probably would work a little better. But you know, too little, too late. You know, it's twenty twenty hindsight. You know, Friday morning film session. But you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> right, you guys actually. I feel like that. I think when the game started. They were bust you guys up pretty bad. So I think I left the table um, and went and did something. When I came back in, uh, you guys were only down like two. I was like, oh, what, what happened? Because I think they jumped on you early. But they, y'all, they were up like about 11, 13 points like immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys made a little run. And then uh, Cortez, it's funny because Cortez really didn't get it going early. No. And then, uh, then Tez, all of a sudden, I guess he took the, the matchup personal. With uh Rashawn, because mm-hmm. like we say, Rashawn really got started to get to go get it going, and then uh Cortez they, it basically became a a showdown, uh, a guard showdown. Uh, uh Rashawn to get one, Cortez to come back and get one, Rashawn to get another, and Cortez come back and get another. So uh, it, it became a nice little back and forth for a little bit. Uh, but like I said, you know, I think Rashawn ended up with forty. Uh, like I said, you guys can probably do differently defensively if I could have slowed him down a little bit better. But uh, Mudge had a big game too, though. Uh, yeah, he hit six threes. Really well. Hit six threes. I don't know if he's ever hit six threes. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's shot the ball well in the past, but I don't know. But again, he, he a lot of his looks are open because you got Rashawn on the team, so he doesn't have to create as much of his own offense as much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he kind of got got going, and, and then DeVere usually has his – you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 points. He's always somewhere between there, if mm. not more. So once you got that kind of going, uh, and then you got effort from some other guy from the supporting cast, basically for the players and rebounding. Oh, yeah, RJ. RJ played a good game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he made, he made he down a stretch, made some big shots actually down the stretch. He had a huge uh, three. <laughs> yeah, so they just got, you know, help from everybody. 
nice team win for them. Uh, you guys just didn't have enough going down the stretch, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, you guys might get a little help this week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, 17 threes, you can't <laughs> – that's tough to beat. Yeah. And we only hit four. Yeah. I mean, we – well, my my teams for the most part have never been a good three point shooting team. Uh, we're more mid range, more attack, you know, more attacking. So, I mean, it, it is well, what it is. It's it's a it's a it's a learning funny process. Which is y'all are called trifecta, considering that y'all. Yeah, no, nobody can shoot threes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the idea the idea of trifecta is the big three, so it's not three point right. shooting. So, you know, right? You know, just a little right. FYI for people. Anyway, um, all right, so um. The next game of the night, uh, the game of the night, probably the game of the season. Uh, I don't think we'll see a better game than that unless it's, you know, some dramatics in the playoffs. Uh, the Bullets versus Squad One. Incredible game. 80-79. to 79. Uh, This was minus Shannon. Shannon still has not made his debut yet, and they were able to take down uh, Squad One. They pretty much held um, Marcus Hall in check for the most part. He really didn't have his normal scoring output. I'm not saying that 50's normal. But uh, he he didn't he didn't do you know what everyone expected him to do, and with the addition of Jalen, I thought that was going to be too much uh, for the Bullets to overcome. So that was shocking that they were actually able to pull that off. Yeah, not only was it shocking. So I, I'm gonna say this: um, last week, a lot of the guys felt that we didn't give that game is just due going into the week. So we're gonna give that game is just due now. Now this is why I did get that game is just due going into the week. Because what has happened is in the past when I've kind of built up these matchups, mm-hmm. especially early in the season when I kind of don't know how good the teams really are, a lot of times the matchups usually don't add up to the bill, basically. Yeah, they flop. So they're flop. At, they, they're flop usually. They end up being blowouts or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just want to believe that, oh, well, you know, the Bulls are playing them and you know how the Bullets are. And, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and so I'm going to get that game a chance to now. This is mano a mano, uh, king versus king. Um, you know, we got some ex-champions on both teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, like, Mark Hall with a debut of 56. And then we got the baby goat coming back and yep. Jalen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we got, on the other side, Iso, Shannon, Larry, Sweat, and, and, and Reed. Right. I mean... Scary, yeah. You know, two two very scary team. Then not to mention like the role players are like Swedes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shannon, Isaiah, who's the former Six Man of the Year, mm-hmm. picks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like so. Yes, this was a mano a mano, uh, big dog versus big dog game. I'm gonna give it a just do now. I was afraid to give it this just do last week in fear of me gassing it up and then it not meeting the expectation. Uh, what we would think the game be. But not only did this game meet that expectation, it exceeded it. And just kind of describe it, it kind of went how I thought it would go early, where I just thought squad one would just be too much, like you said. Mm-hmm. But then both of us picked squad one to win. Um, and to the credit of the Bullets, you were saying same old Bullets. Here we go. Same old Bullets. Here we go. And oh, not to mention Jalen was playing too. By the way, the other Jalen, uh, Batie. Yeah. Uh, uh, and in the midst of all that, Jalen Batie didn't play well in the first half. Then all of a sudden he started picking up defensively, and then he made a couple shots, and he started guys. And you know you get Johnny going, slipping and slide, slipping through 
double and triple team. I don't know how he got and that then, one through. <laughs> right. And then, like I say, they were squad was beating up on him so easy early that I think Mark Hall never really got rhythm because I think he kind of was just going through the motions. And then when he tried to pick it up a little bit towards the end, like, you know, you kind of, you know, when you go two and a half quarters, kind of going through the motions, it's hard to kind of turn it on when the game gets that high level. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he can't do it, obviously, because the man still scored 28. It's sad that a man scored 28 and we like, ah, oh, he really have a good game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you drop 56 in your opening night. That's what happens when you drop 56 overnight, uh, on yeah. opening night, though, like you said. Yeah. And so, uh, both teams kind of, you know, had their start. So the quick start by squad one and the slow ending and the quick, uh, slow start by, um, the Bullets and a, a extremely great ending. And then, I don't want to talk about this game too, too much, but we have to talk about some of the questionable things that kind of happened down the stretch of the game. I was just going to ask you that. Like, are we going to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to – we'll, we'll get a good laugh to get the last game. We'll get free some, some love. So we'll, let's go ahead and finish talking about this game before we get free some love okay. for that last game. But uh, I know that's what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's, let's talk about – yeah. So – Kind of paint the picture. The Bulls come all the way back and finally get in a position where they could possibly, they have the ball and they can tie the game. The squad one plays great defense, gets a stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're up 79 77. They get a rebound. Jalen gets a rebound, outlets it to X. Mm-hmm. And he was now, falling out of bounds. Yeah, he was falling out of bounds. A great athletic play by Jalen. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's very he's efficient as he usually always is. Um, I think he ended up having the highest CPR on the team without having to score 40 points. Like, he still was very efficient. Mm-hmm. And um, and the moment we get, a, you know, a, a veteran basketball player uh, who, who's capable of making smart plays. I mean, so at the end of the day, it's easy for us to kind of criticize somebody now as making a good play or a bad play after the fact, right? Yeah. But I'm going to let you go first. What do you think? happened that last night what do you think should have probably happened that last play well from what i saw once um once Jalen made the save they were up two i think it was maybe like 13 yeah about 13 seconds left they got the ball to x right. and i'm thinking x is going to try to get fouled and hold the ball and x right. got he got through one defender got through another defender and then the only person that was left was larry and larry gambled and uh, and went for the steal, and then X just instinctively, once he went for the gamble, he went for the Euro step, which is a move that you can only do when you're trying to score. Right. I thought he, right. I thought he had went behind the back and took the shot. I, I wasn't because he told me no, nah, he did a Euro step, and I was like, I had to watch it again, and so I was like, he did do a Euro step. So my question is, why would you do a Euro step in that in that situation unless you're trying to score? But that was his thinking. He was trying to score. He was trying to score, and they were up. You have to force a team to make you, you know, go uh, try to score as far as free throws. That's the only way you should have played it. So once Larry went for that steal, your next move, most players when they go for when they gamble and go for a steal, they just instinctively go behind the back. That's just the that's just the easy move to do. Had he gone behind the back, Larry would have been out of the play. He could have dribbled to the corner and ran the timeout, and it would have been game over because Johnny was trailing. But he was like, he was almost like, damn, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. 
he's going to run out the clock or Larry's going to foul. But once he saw Larry didn't foul, he was like, huh, okay. And then he saw X, when he saw X pick up his dribble, he immediately sprinted to the basket. I, you can If you watch it again, you'll see he immediately ran to the basket after uh, he saw X pick up his dribble because that's what made him think, oh, I got to go get this ball. And then X tried to score it and missed it. And he knew he missed it as soon as it left his hand. But it was just like, yeah. I, my whole thing is why? I, I, and I believe, right. I believe X, once he got the ball, he was thinking score, 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 score. And I don't know why. And I don't know. That was, he had a J.R. Smith moment where he, he didn't know, he didn't realize what the score was, apparently. Because if you're up, yeah. the, only way, the only, only reason you would try to score that is if you're down or the game is tied. You don't go for right. that bucket if you're up. It just didn't make sense to me. All right. Uh, and, and we're saying that as a, I mean, I'm a coach, so, you know, I, I, I kind of have the same thinking in that situation. Uh, and I'd probably be mad at my player if he would have tried to score. Uh, and I ain't being funny. I had a, not quite that situation, but I had, a, I was screaming at a guy tonight who was trying to score when we didn't need points. <laughs> um, so I, I completely get that. Um, and so that, that was a discussion was, uh, somebody at Major night, it was a selfish play. But I don't think it was necessarily a selfish play. I think, in a sense of, these are my two thoughts with it, because I think he's a, he's a smart guy. Um, in that particular situation, I think he might have been thinking, ice the game. So he scored right there, the game is over, period, anyway. So I'm thinking that it was more the thought of, I'm going to ice the game. Or, two, it was a J.R. Smith bumper. He just didn't realize how much time, nor what the score was he looked like he was so, trying to score because they were down that's how, like his sense of urgency was score because we're down that's what it looked like to me yeah and so that's why i'm thinking it probably was it, it, it could have been either or no nah, uh, i talked to him he, he said he knew what the score was it, so he <laughs> to ice the game but pretty much i you ice the game three go line right there you would take time off the clock yep. forcing the fire you because they're calling Foul, foul, foul. Right. So you hear somebody saying foul, foul, foul. That probably means that you don't need to try to score right there. Exactly. Because you probably had a lead. Even if you forgot the time, like, you're probably like, why are they saying foul me? Yeah. So that means hold the ball. Who knows? But like, they're screaming foul, foul, foul. He takes a shot and Sweat, shout out to Sweat, because I don't think Sweat had his regular uh, game offensively. He struggled a little bit offensively, but he made some big rebounds and defensive plays down the stretch of that game, yeah. which kind of shows something about him as being a winner in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you didn't have your, your regular output uh, as a scorer, but you did some other things to kind of help your team win. He immediately called timeout as soon as I think Johnny got the rebound. Yeah. Was Johnny? Was it? Yeah. So, Larry ran through, made X miss pretty much, and like you said, Johnny ran down there Got the rebound. John was gonna push it up the floor and try to get a shot off. Yeah. Uh, Sweat Sweat had the wherewithal to call timeout right there, and they bring the ball in. And you know, I think when we talked to Johnny, he said the play that they ran right there at the end to get the shot. You know, it, it was a well executed play. He's like, yeah, it, it wasn't supposed to go to him. It said it was supposed to go somewhere else, actually. Mm. But he ended up getting it, and I mean, he said, man, I got a lot of space. <laughs> and you know he took the shot. I remember when it left his hand. I'm like, oh my god, I think it's going in. That looked pure. It looked pure. <laughs> yeah, and he drained it. It was just a big shot by a big time player, uh, 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 an MVP type shot. Um, I wouldn't say he's the front row for the MVP, but he definitely has to be in the conversation after making a shot like that against that quality of a team. 
No, yeah, he, uh, yeah. There's no front runner until the midseason. But I, I, I said the same thing. It's week two. Um, if you're looking at all the candidates right now, you have um, probably Iso Johnny. Uh, then you got Marcus Hall, and then probably somewhere third, you you can probably go with um, with uh, with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with Eddie McKissick. Because uh, Andrew yeah. didn't have his best game uh, week one, and Dre is still, you know, he's still trying to find, you know, his rhythm. He's he's still been struggling. So those are my three right now. Yeah, and so you know, it's uh, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, like I said, we're giving that game is just because we didn't do it last week, and I I'm kind of happy we did that, and we're kind of letting it play out now. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens as far as it goes. Um, going forward because then they're going to have to play each other again towards the end of the season so that should be interesting uh, but it was just a hell of a game man like I said they had that game winning shot like that um, and them make that 16 point combat I think what, what was it 15 16 it points was, they were down 18 maybe. oh wow yeah so they make that kind of combat was a uh, big time and I really shout out to the Bullets man because you know you kind of got this stigma from Kev more so Kev to me of being the same old Bullets not being able to win a big game always trying to you know whatever and I mean we, we may be cooking up something a little different this season with them so shout out to them for, for a huge game one of the best games we've had period uh, in a long time so uh, what a game but yeah. let's talk about your, your, your guys free Okay, so free, free picked up the win, uh, seventy six to seventy four over the agents. Um, the score didn't dictate how close it was. Um, I mean, I, I mean, because the game was pretty much decided. It was seventy six seventy, and then um, you know, the agents were able to go on a quick little run. Then I think they made like, hold on, was that the game where they had Not, passed no, it actually, in? I score? think the agents were up and free. End up coming back and, and finishing them off. Now, what was the mistaken? They, what What was the game where someone scored? They they uh they passed it in, stole the ball, scored again. They passed it in. Step he stepped over the line. Yeah. They stole it and then he hit a three, but it didn't count. <laughs> what game was that? The same game? That might have been the same. No, it wasn't that game. It what game been, was that? that? Been y'all game. Was it y'all game? No, that wasn't our game. That definitely wasn't our game. Did they, they might have a week one. Yeah. What? Oh, was that week one? <laughs> that was week one, I think. Yeah, that was week one. They had a terrible turn. Yeah. Whose game was that? Was that our, that wasn't our game? That couldn't have been our game. It might have been. That was a terrible succession of turnovers. It, I think it might have been. Uh, oh, it was free. It was free and um and the bullets. The bullets yeah. Yeah, that's what. That yeah, it was. was free and the bullets. Yeah, that was that game. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, Free was able to get the win. That this game actually came down uh, to a technical foul uh, that was issued to Miles because he didn't like the call. They they called uh, a shooting foul on him. In my opinion, I don't think he fouled him. I think he fouled him going to the basket, but on the shot, he I think he contested clean and he did, I don't even think he touched him on that. And they called a foul, and then that's when Miles just lost it. And uh, you know when Miles wants to get a technical, he wants to get thrown out the game. He doesn't just want to get you know a simple. <laughs> Uh, tech, you know, one free throw. He wants to get thrown out. Like that's what he wants. So um, that that was the game. I mean, that was four points. I think they made three out of the four there, and um, yeah. and they just that, that was a wrap, man. After that, and they I, they had a couple cracks at it. Oh yeah, they got the ball back. They got the ball back down too. And um, what's your what's your boy name? BJ had a look at it. BJ had a look at a three. It was a terrible shot, 
But yeah, uh, it was a terrible shot. He probably should have swung that. He could have swung it. He got it. I, I thought. I thought Mike should have got the ball there. Uh, but he took he yeah. took a terrible three, and then they end up losing the game by uh, by two. They had a chance to win the game. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit, Mike came. I think Mike hit six threes. Mm-hmm. I think BJ might made two, but BJ was like two for like. He yeah, it was like a bad percentage. He struggled. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think he kind of did some uncharacteristic things. He usually plays real smooth and under control all the time. Uh, but for whatever reason, this this game, he kind of. Uh, he had a few more ball handling duties than he had, he's had previously. He kind of was, uh, you know, took some uncharacteristic shots. And he was 6 some, for 21. Uh, yeah, like, Oof. you know what I'm saying? Like, he took some uncharacteristic shots and did some stuff that, like I said, I don't think he usually does. Um, you know, so, it's like, you know, he might, he might need to come off the ball more with those. But with that being said, he still played, like, you know, he just, he, to his credit, like, even though he didn't shoot the ball well, I also thought he did, like, some other things, though, as far as, like, uh, rebounding basketball and, and playing some solid defense. Um, and so, like, you know, I think they're solid. They're a solid team. They have, they have shooting. Man, uh, Sean, I'm looking at kind of put the ball on the and they have some inside scoring with Miles. I want to, um, I want, I want to cut you off, Sean, but I'm looking at these numbers, man. Uh, besides BJ, they shot 11 for 20 from three. <laughs> and they and, and they end up shooting thirteen for thirty three. That's that's on BJ, man. <laughs> yeah, that he'll probably yeah. he'll probably admit that too. That game was on him for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, and I think he'll probably admit that too. I think he'll hold himself uh, kind of count. He took some like a uncharacteristic shots, and uh, again, some of his ball handling duties, like I say, he had more ball handling duties this game than he's probably ever had before since he's been playing over the hoops. So he'll he'll make I think he'll make the necessary adjustment and kinda tone down some of those ill advised shots and uh, some of the other things he did. But like I said, he had a good overall game because like I said he did rebound and, and play some solid defense. But not to talk about the ages too much, let's get to your squad um free because um I mean, now they they pulled off the win. They pulled off big win. That's without Trav playing. Um, Dre didn't have a good game yet. He hasn't had a good game yet. But so that means that's coming. So mm-hmm. this team will continue to improve. But it was really Drew Andrew, uh, and we'll get to his game in a minute. Like, well, I'm gonna talk about a little bit of his game now, but we'll expound on it in a minute. Um, expound on that in a minute. He ended up with 26 points, and it was a huge 26. He was early in the game; he was killing them on the inside, mm. and he got a couple buckets on the outside a little bit too. But I mean, he was a big reason why they were able to kind of finish those guys down the stretch and his big play going forward. So it was a huge win for free because they were starting to kind of get the the tag of a team that can win close games. They had they've had a ton of close games over their last three seasons, mm. and they just haven't been able to get over the hump. And so for them to kind of win this one is huge for them. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a big confidence booster for them. Like you said, Eddie hasn't Eddie's been streaky. Um, Dre hasn't had his best game, and then you get a guy like Andrew uh, to come in with his sec his second game because we don't even really count the first game, but his second game was just it was just stellar. I mean, he won Player of the Week, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew he 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 looks like he's fitting right in, and he's and you know. From the uh from the conversation we had with him in the post game, he mentioned that you know it, those were guys that he's played with and they wanted him, so it was a it was an easy transition for him. So it's gonna be seamless basketball from here on out. So I like I said, I said coming into the season, free was gonna be better. 
uh, than they were last year, just because they're not being stubborn and sticking with their same roster that they normally stick with. They kind of right. made some changes. You know, the guys that are scores are, are, are you know, that's their role. And, uh, you know, so they just needed they just needed the right glue guys around them. And right now it's looking like that formula is working for them. Absolutely. And then, like I say, with Andrew, too, I think he was a little disappointed with his performance uh, last week or the week before because uh, he felt like he was getting his feet wet. I think he knew about how good the competition was. And so he feels like he's not quite in the shape that he wants to be in, be able to compete against these guys. And so I could tell, like, over the last week, week and a half, that he's kind of doing things, getting kind of himself better shape and it showed up uh this past uh, thursday so shout out to him and shout out to free for uh performing at the high level that they did get the win yes shout out to free whatever i guess <laughs> all right uh <laughs> let's move on to our next topic all right time for our week two uh player of the week Andrew Gonzalez, uh, in a very, very close, close voting race, uh, he got the win 16 to 14 over uh, over Rashawn. And I thought Iso Johnny would get a little bit more love than that, uh, considering the, the big shot that he made uh, in that moment. But um, he was he finished third place. But Andrew, uh, to, to my surprise, really, I really didn't expect Andrew to win. I'll be honest with you. Uh, he didn't even he didn't even yeah. register a double double. Like normally, it takes something like a double double for guys to be like, okay, yeah, that deserves. But I, apparently, he was killing, and he has a lot of uh, you know fan support around him. So shout out to Andrew uh, for for an incredible game. I thought he played well. But I didn't think it was like player player of the week. Well, I thought it was good, but I didn't. I thought I thought for sure he would finish like third out of the three that I put on there. But I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you're wrong. You can't, can't give the man enough credit, huh, kid? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not even hating. I'm just saying, like, if you look at it, Rashawn had 40. Uh, you know, Iso Johnny had a game winner, and then Andrew had 26 and nine. It's like you don't you don't expect him to win that. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's just like. Yeah, you're right, and uh, but like I said, it was a fishing twenty-six nine, and free needed all twenty-six and nine. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They did. So, uh, not not saying that, but granted, like I said, boot game. I guess they needed every bit of Rashawn's forty, and and like I said, uh, what's the name? Johnny at the game wasn't so they needed every bit of what he gave too. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was a, it was just to be honest with you, it was really a tough week, and which is why I think we probably also got so many votes from so many different people too, because I think it was just a tough week to kind of really kind of scale considering that uh, the uh, magnitude of each game like you know um, and we'll talk about this in a minute too but you know the, the number one played number two the number three played number four and number five played number six you said uh, you said it would shape out like that too <laughs> and, and it, it just happened to work out like that it did and uh, and you know like so all these games really really mattered this week so yeah uh, and it showed up in the play. Like, every game was, like, knit t- close. Like, so, uh, again, shout-out to Andrew for the performance he put on. And shout-out to the other candidates, too, because, I mean, they were amazing as well. Yes, shout-out to all of them. And, and um, this is the most amazing stat of this week, eight-point differential between three games. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, unbelievable. Let's, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our week three power rankings and predictions. Let's start with power rankings first. Um, and I'll be posting this uh, shortly after I get uh, our scores. I'll go ahead and post that right away. Uh, for Let's start from the bottom. I got 
uh, trifecta number six. Uh, we're zero two. Um, you know, we had some some tough losses as well. Uh, losing the first game, we lose the first game by three. I don't even know what the yeah. score was. It might have been three, and then yeah. the sec second game. Yeah, eight to seventy nine. Yeah, eighty two seventy nine, and then the second game lost by five. So that's another eight point differential in two games for us. Uh, so that's tough. But I mean, we're the only zero two team, regardless of how competitive the games were. Uh, we're still winless. So I got us at, at uh, number six. Number five, I got Boot Gang uh, slightly over us. I thought uh, the way they played, still coming off of, of a a humiliating defeat in week one. Uh, they bounce back, so they can't jump too high in the power record. So I'm going to have them just ahead of us at five. Uh, Rashawn is the difference maker for them, for sure. Uh, number four, I got the agents. I thought with the agents losing, uh, they would drop down one spot. So I got them at four. I think they have they got some issues going on with them. Uh, I still like their roster. Not from top to bottom, though. I, I think they're still missing some size in the front court. And then with Jaywalk, um, you know, having to, having to take a – the hiatus, I think that's going to be tough on them as well. Um, at number three, I got free. I think free winning that game against the Agents that'll that'll definitely jump them ahead one and again. They are another team uh, that's that's been in the in the midst of some tough battles. Five points separating their two games. Um, so I got them at three. I got squad one still uh, number two. I had them at one after week one after the dominating performance, but I think uh, you know with them losing. Uh, this week, even though they lost by one to a, to a good Bullets team, I have them at number two. And uh, at number one, I got the Bullets. They're two and zero. They look good, and they're still missing uh, an MVP candidate in Shannon. So uh, they're going to be tough. What you got, Sean? Yeah, crazy thing about it, man. This this has never happened before either. Uh, well, we're going to those two weeks in a row where I completely agree with your with your 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 six. Um, I knew you would. I knew you yeah. would. It's hard to argue that one. <laughs> And uh, granted, it was pretty self-explanatory too because the one played the two, the three played the four, and the five played the six. So, yeah. and the thing funny about it, all that happened is everybody, everybody flipped. Switched. Everybody flipped. Yeah. Yep. Because all all the the underdogs won last week. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like like some weird things have happened so far to start the season <laughs> between the the weather situation, uh, the the couple weeks that we had to uh, drop back a little bit. Uh, just the kind of players in now. It's just some weird. The fifty-six point game, the uh, opening night. Some weird things kind of happened. Us agreeing. Start the season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Don't forget about that. <laughs> some weird things. Some weird things have happened to start the season out so far. You know, the one to play the two and the two win. Three to play the four and the four win. And the five to play the six and the six win. That you know, that's just weird, man. Like yeah. I, I don't know. For those teams to even match up in the second week like that, it's yeah. kind of weird. That never happens. Uh, that, that never happens either. I didn't schedule it like that. It just end up being scheduled like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to kind of agree with you, one through six. Um, and, I mean, I think it's just going to be, considering that it was just an eight-point differential from last week, this week it's going to be crucial. I think it's going to be some more close games this week. So, think so? We'll see. let's get to that. Okay, let's start with the... Let's start with the seven o'clock game. Boot Gang versus the Bullets. Boot Gang one and one versus a two and zero oh Bullets team. I have the line set at nine and a half for the Bullets. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's fair, Cons considering considering uh, you know how they played in week one. 
uh, them bouncing back, but, you know, narrowly beating our winless team. I, I think the Bullets have a, a decided advantage there. So I'll go nine and a half. I think, uh, and, I, and I have the Bullets covering that. I'll have the Bullets winning. Uh, I think they, I think they get off this week. I'll say they win uh, 97 to 83. Okay. Oosh, man. <laughs> what, 14 points? Yeah, they cover. They definitely cover. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you and say the bullets on this one. Uh, but A close game, I, of course. I hope, <laughs> I, 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 I hope they're not, you know, looking at chops ready to play boom game think they're just going to come in and just blow them away because, you know, they will be the same old Bullets team with that kind of mentality. So if they're a really a changed Bullets team, they'll go out here and handle their business and, and beat them 97 83 like you said. For some reason, I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's going to end up being, especially with Rashawn playing, I still think it's going to be a, a rather, rather fairly close game. I'm going to go 88 to 83 Bullets. Oh, so forty bullets, huh? That's what they are—the forty bullets. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> ain't playing no defense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got uh, the eight o'clock game. Squad one uh, versus the agents. I got the line set at seven and a half for squad one. I'm gonna say squad one covers and they win uh let's say 96 to 84 yeah and um hey wait i guess we've been on the road man i'm not gonna disagree with you on that one either uh i'm gonna go uh, i'm gonna go 87 to 80 squad one over the agents uh i think bj have a bounce back game play a little bit better uh, i will be more efficient but i mean squad one is too much firepower man uh from so many different people into so many different angles uh so yeah I, i'm still going squad one uh 87 80 you said hold on 87 80 okay and this is my oh you said squad one Okay, I'm trying to type yeah. it, try to type this in now. And I said what I say, ninety six to eighty four? Yeah, not eighty four, yeah. Okay. Ninety six eighty four. Okay, and the final game of the night, uh Trifecta versus Free. Uh this should be interesting because I have a little inside information about uh, how this game might go, and uh, we'll see. I don't want to divulge anything to tip anybody off. But I'm going to say, uh, just because it's free versus me and my team. <laughs> they kind of had a hand on you recently, man. What is it? No, we split last season. Uh, I don't even know what my record is against them anymore. I have to go back and look, because I believe coming in I was 1-4. and four. Uh, <laughs> Or was it 1-3? and three? Might have been 1-... and. I've been one in three. No, it was one in four because I had to win three games uh, to get over five hundred. So yeah, so so it's two and five now. So uh, I got some work to do. So I'm going to say uh, trifecta wins. It'll be close. I'll say it'll be close because it's a it's a grudge game. Um, I'll say trifecta wins. 
83 to 77. 83 to 77. You said trifecta? Trifecta. Okay. Okay, why is free going to win, Sean? <laughs> why, is, why is free going to win, Sean? <laughs> Don't pick us. <laughs> Final topic of the night we got in the news. All right, time for the best topic of the night in the news. Let's start with sports. Uh let's go with the Super Bowl. Um so the Super Bowl, it kind of went how I predicted. I thought the Rams would win by a little bit more. I was thinking they'd win by two touchdowns, yeah. uh, but it came down. Um, it came down to the you know to the wire, and I think a lot had to do with Odell getting hurt because without Odell, he was going to eat. I think he would definitely had over a hundred because he had fifty. Yeah. He had fifty three yeah. in the, in the first quarter, so um, he could have possibly won MVP because Matthew Stafford. I mean, we know who he is. You know, he he showed you who he was. <laughs> I, and and I was talking to my I was talking to my home about this. So Matthew Stafford, he not only did he not win Super Bowl MVP, he like he kind of stunk it up a little bit, dog. Throwing they say the two interceptions, not, uh, both of them wasn't on him. Nah, screw that, man. Both of them's interceptions was on him because that one, the first, uh, I mean, the first one was terrible, but the second one was off target. And you can tell by the way he threw it, he looked nervous throwing. He looked like he was unsure throwing. He didn't throw with any confidence. So I was like, man. I'm like, see, that's Matthew Stafford. That's Matthew Stafford in a nutshell. So basically, your 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 wide receiver, not the defensive player, because normally if the quarterback don't win, it's a defensive player. The wide receiver won Super Bowl MVP, which means you were you you depended on one person to save you. Like you stunk it up, dog. That like you know how sorry you got to be for your for your wide receiver to win the Super Bowl MVP. Like, come on, man. Right. I was like, nah, see, this is why I can't fool with Matthew Stafford. I can't fool with him. And they say he didn't prove nothing to me. Him winning a him winning the Super Bowl, that he still should not. If he should win, if he if he should go to the Hall of Fame, Eli should definitely go because Matthew Stafford didn't prove nothing to me. He proved nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think with Stafford, I think um well, I think that the Odell injury changed the game because um 
until that last drive, like they pretty much locked Cooper Cup up because uh, I'm thinking he kind of he caught a couple passes early in the game, but that was with Odell out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when Odell got hurt, like that's just that defense pretty much shut him down. Like that's how big of a deal that that Odell injury was because like they couldn't even move the ball really. They um, couldn't run the ball after that. Like I think because remember didn't they start the half? Wasn't it like a it was a funny like a fumble and then an intercept. Well, it it, it 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 started weird. Like something happened mm-hmm. immediately. Like Cincinnati scored, and then yeah, no, Cincinnati scored on one play. Yeah. And then they came out right after that, and I think he threw an interception or something like that. Right after that, and they scored again. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but like so, the Odell injury was cool because they could just key in on on Cup, and and like they basically shut Cooper Cup down. Until that last, those last two drives, basically, uh, and then he caught the game with the touchdown uh, with the little fade route or whatever. So I mean, I, 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 yeah, Matt Stafford did do some stuff on this. Like, yeah, come on, man, it's your legacy you talking about here, right? And did, but with that being said, he also um, that last drive, he was on point. That last drive, even though they almost turned it over on downs. Uh, so yeah, they did. That was home field. cooking. That's why I'm like, nah, man. Nah, man, y'all had the refs in yeah. y'all pocket, man. That was home cooking. I was like, nah, you know, you know that wasn't pass interference. They just was like, nah, we can't. We the uh, the Bengals gonna have to get the ball back and score. We can't, we can't let them in the game like this. We gotta let Matthew Stafford be up. That's what they, that's what right. they were trying to do. I was like, nah, man, I see exactly what's going on here. Mm-mm. And, and I also had a buddy, um, buddy of mine used to always tell me like how like Aaron Donald's like overrated, blah, 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 that. <laughs> what? He don't show up in big games, blah, 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 blah. and then I was like. What you guys say now, man? Because he was a monster those last two drives <laughs> on defense. He was a monster all playoffs. So first he gets the, the, the four for one stop, right, with the run play. And why didn't they have Joe Mixon in? I don't know. Like, what was the deal right there? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they, he that, tried to throw it there. He tried, he tried to throw it to Piran. I was like, did you expect him to catch that? <laughs> it, so, so it was like, yeah, so they get the, the third down stop, third and one stop. where He, he just blows up the play. Uh, Aaron Donald, and then so they got to throw it on fourth and one. Uh, because uh, at that point, yeah, I probably scared to run it too. Yeah, um, but again, Joe Mixon signed the game, so I don't know why. Uh, a third down running oh, back okay. is also a fourth down running back, too. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, that and, didn't make sense right. to me. And but so, yeah, then he blows that play, he gets a hold of uh, gets hold of Joe Burrow, spins him around, then Burrow had enough. To like try to throw the ball down the field, even though he's getting spun around uh, in a tornado at that point, <laughs> uh, and he throws that complete pass. But yeah, Aaron Donald was huge uh, that that last drive. He almost, he almost got that pass uh, to him too. Nights, that was crazy. Um, yeah, so like my homeboy was like, "Man, he's overrated this, that, and this, whatever." I'm just like, "Nah, man, that dude's an absolute monster." <laughs> like, I, I don't get how you say overrated. He got. And don't get me wrong, we've seen two here with like JJ Watt where he gets double and triple team. Uh, he just what helped him out this year too. Um, he has two outside rushers like with the team they have now. So yeah. you got Ramsey on, on at corner, mm. and you got uh, uh, my my guy uh, Von Miller on one corner. I mean on one edge. Then you got another guy on the other edge who had ten sacks as well. <laughs> so. Even when you try to, so if you try to double and triple team Aaron Donald, you're basically leaving one on ones. Yeah. With those guys, and those guys destroy double teams. And that, so, especially, so they're like, gonna definitely destroy a sorry offensive line. 
And Xavier definitely destroyed sorry offensive line. So again, like I think they ended up having like seven sacks or something like that. It was, it was ridiculous. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's just it just become hard. And so what I think happens those last couple plays there, you you kind of just try to play them straight up, and you don't double and triple team Aaron Donald because you can't leave those guys on the island against those edge rushers like that. And what happens, Aaron Donald blows up two plays in a row. Like, he just is what it is. So the Rams put a, uh, pretty much put a super team together, and they barely got their championship, but they got it. You know, they, they finally prevailed. They won't uh, be They won't be back. Three seasons now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've been putting three super teams together for three seasons now, and it finally panned out for them. So good for them. They, they won't be back. <laughs> Neither one of these teams will be back in the Super Bowl next year. I guarantee that. <laughs> and, 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 and the Bengals, the Bengals, all their draft picks and uh, all their free agents need to be offensive linemen. <laughs> all of them. All, every player on that offensive line needs to be cut immediately. Yes. Good God awful. But, yeah, man. But, yeah, but it was a great Super Bowl. Uh, a pretty good uh, halftime show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed everything about it. Okay, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, the NBA trade trade deadline came and went. Um, you know, we went all the way up to the week leading up. I mean, the, the day leading up to the league. So, you know, we couldn't really touch base on a lot of stuff. But uh, we'll touch base on it now. Let's talk about James Harden uh, being traded essentially for Ben Simmons. I know there were some more players in there. Andre Drummond was one of them. Um, Seth Curry. But, I mean, do you like who, – who, before you say do you before I, before you answer do you like the trade uh, who won the trade in your opinion do you think I think that still remains to be seen but like just on the, just looking at it you know at, at face value who would you say uh, won the trade I think uh, overall the Nets won the trade because they got some of those draft picks back that they lost when they traded Harden to Houston um, I mean Harden's the best player in the in, in the uh, trade. Uh, so usually when you have the best player in the trade, whoever gets the best player usually wins the trade, as they say. Uh, but in this case, since they got those um, drafts, so, not all of them, they got two back. They got two draft picks back uh, for hard. So you lost four or five, and you lost some swaps uh, to get him, and you get two back. So that's, that's you know, some value back. But I mean, the thing about it is they got Steph Curry and Andre Drummond too. Like, <laughs> like they got a lot deeper. Um, and at the end of the day, too, I think. Uh, I, but I do like the trade for Philadelphia because at the end of the day, they they unfortunately they had to lose Steph Curry and uh, Andre Drummond, uh, so they lost some of that depth. But they basically got a superstar player for a player that wasn't playing. Hey, Sean. So did did you uh did you? Did you watch the game with the Knicks and the Nets? No, I didn't. I didn't see it. Okay. I heard about it, but go ahead. You can you you can expound on that. What did What did you hear? Uh, I want to say they got destroyed, right? Who got destroyed? The the Nets, right? The Nets won the game by five points. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hold on. What was that game? That was today. Oh, that was old. No, I okay. No, I'm thinking about the from two nights ago. Okay, so they they really they were down. They were down twenty eight. <laughs> the Knicks are done. And I hate to say this, uh, but because I actually like Tom Thibodeau, but I mean, and great, he took them to the playoffs last year. 
but they're not responding very well this year. They suck this year. <laughs> so I was just looking. I was just looking. I was going to go through and look at all the. Uh... The trade transactions, and I just saw the scoreboard. And I was like, "Oh yeah, the Knicks and the Nets played. The, uh, the Knicks were getting destroyed earlier." And then I seen they said the Nets won. I said, "Wait a minute, what?" Yeah, the, the, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel sorry for Tom Thibodeau because I don't know. He tends to wear his welcome out wherever he goes for some reason, and they're not responding very well. It might have started with the whole Kimba thing when he benched Kimba. I don't know, but they they just the Knicks can't get together. They all blew that big lead against the Lakers too. They were able to hold him off from a week or so ago uh, when we were talking about Russ. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – get back to the original quote with the Net, Knicks and Nets. I mean, the Nets and the um, Philadelphia. I, you know what's going to be funny? This, that, I don't think it will be, but this either is going to be the, the second-round matchup or the Eastern Conference matchup between these two teams. What, the Nets and the Knicks? Depending on where the, where, where the Nets end up. The Nets might end up in a, in a playing game as of right now. Hey, I hope that I hope that's not the case because if that's the case, Kyrie can't play a single game. <laughs> <laughs> he can't play any game if that's the case. And I feel so bad. You know what? I'm using not a James Harden apologist or because or, or, I actually like his game a lot. A lot of things about James Harden's game, but I think he was in a situation here where I think he's in championship win now mode, and when you got a guy. Uh, and Grant, I'm not. I'm not saying Kyrie's wrong for his stance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just his real feelings as far as like the vaccine. Um, but when you, when you're in play now mode, I play win now mode, and and you took the vaccine, you know, say, and you probably didn't want to take the vaccine, but you did it because you of the team and you want to do things necessary to make sure that you, you win, and then you got a guy who you came here for not buying and kind of doing his own thing. I think he kind of was in a position where he was just like, yo, this this ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, at the end, they probably didn't want to be in New York and Brooklyn. It was like, New York's not for everybody. Everybody says, like, the big lights or whatever. But New York's not necessarily the best place to live in either. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's you're expensive not too. Living situation. You know, so you don't have with your living situation as is. And then you got to play on lame duck team where one star is not is in and out of the lineup, and the other and you don't see him day to day, and then the other stars hurt a lot. It's kind of like, damn man, I'm out here a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I think that practice wore him after a while, especially when those those losses start to kind of pile up. Yeah, they went from a contender to like they look they look terrible. They look really bad. Yeah. Um. But. What you what you got? No, no, but like I said, like he goes to a Philadelphia team who's at top three seed, and uh, he's playing with another star player, another superstar player. And like I say, Philadelphia gets better by default because the stud they had wasn't playing. Yeah, and you replace them with a stud. <laughs> so like both teams win. Uh, in the long term, the Nets win more so, which is which isn't good for the Rockets. Uh, but in the short term. In the short term, Philadelphia may be better in the short term. But we'll see, though. We'll see. Okay, last last trade transaction I want to talk about was uh, <clears throat> DeMontis Sabonis uh, going to the Kings. I totally yeah. forgot about that. And um, them getting rid of... Uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton and, yeah, Tally- and, and uh, Mar- Marvin Bagley. Yeah, oh, Marvin Bagley had to go, but Tyrese Halliburton, that kind of shocked me a little bit. I didn't. I definitely didn't yeah. expect that. And he went to uh to Indiana. Right. 
Like, I, I just don't know what the Kings are doing. That's what like, I was about to ask you. What are they doing? I have no idea. They're all over the place. Yeah, it's like, so it's good you brought in Sabonis, who's a fairly young guy. Uh, you put him next to Fox, all right? But so you basically traded two of your... Oh, and Buddy Hill, picks. too. Forgot about Buddy Hill. Yeah. So you, you basically traded two of your top five picks from the last four draft picks. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I just don't know what they're doing. Like, like, are you trying to build a young foundational team? Or are you just going to start adding good players around Dan Fox now? Are you going to end up trading him in the offseason? Like, what? I just don't know what they're doing. For them to have spoke, had these high praise of uh, Halliburton, when he did, and for them just kind of in his second year trading. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it wasn't working out with Bagley. Y'all had some issues. But it wasn't. I don't think it was really based on Bagley's talent because I've seen flashes of him having a lot of talent still. Yeah, um, but he also lied. He also lied about his height, though. He said it was six eleven. Dude was six six eight. It's kind of yeah. embarrassing. And, and, and like I said, I've seen a lot of uh, you know uh, he, he's been hurt a lot. So I mean, I see how that could kind of you know make you feel some type of way. But yeah, I mean, I just again, like you, was, I don't know what they're doing. It's kind of just hard to kind of really kind of measure what the hell they're doing. Well, if they know what the hell they're doing. I don't even know why I took a shot at his height. I mean, I just felt like bringing that up again. We talked about it in the previous <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right. Do a lot about his height, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever, man. He wouldn't be the first, though. There's been a couple guys over the years that, you know. I don't think Chris I don't yeah, think Chris Paul is 6'1". I don't. You don't think who is? I don't think Chris Paul is 6'1". Nah. How you go from Chris six? Paul, how you go from six foot to six one? Where'd that inch come from, dog? I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've actually stood toe to toe with Chris Paul. He's about my height. He actually may be uh, slightly shorter than me, but he's uh, he's around my height though. Mm-hmm. So he ain't six one. He's still to stop that. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he ain't six one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's all I got for NBA. I mean, I, there were some few small transactions that, you know, nobody really cares about. Um, right. The Blazers. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the hell they're doing either. Uh, I don't know what they're doing either. Oh, yeah, yeah. CJ McCollum. I forgot about CJ. Yeah, CJ got traded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah CJ got traded. But, again, I still don't know what they're doing because, I mean, did they get significantly better with that? Like, Hey, you know what? Like, you Believe know. it or not, they've, they've actually been winning. They've been winning. They beat the Lakers. They beat <laughs> They beat the and that great segue. We're gonna talk about that, but no, real look. Look at this. Since the tra- since they made that trade for CJ McCollum, they beat the Lakers. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Bucks by fifteen, and they beat the Grizzlies tonight. Oh sh- Wow! And the Lakers not gonna make well, the playoffs. <laughs> the Lakers not gonna make the playoffs. Uh, but thing with Lakers end up being in a play-in, and they end up losing. <laughs> gonna be the, the Lakers are going to be the 10th seed. I don't even know if they're going to make it. <laughs> they're going to be in a play-in, and they're going to lose, man. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. That will be how the Warriors were last year. They was in that play-in, and everybody's hyping them up, and they went and I got, got beat. <laughs> hey, but you know LeBron. You know, you know LeBron. He'll start quitting. He'll quit in a minute. Remember that year when they were supposed to make the playoffs, when it was just him, and then he started quitting, against, losing against teams that oh, was tanking? Yeah, he started losing against the the, the the Hawks who were tanking. I was like, man, he, he losing on purpose so he don't have to get beat in the playoffs. I see what he's doing. <laughs> but look at this, though. The the Pelicans the Pelicans are two 
No, they're three and a half games behind the Lakers. The Lakers are about to lose to Utah tonight. The Blazers are going to pass them. Let's just keep it a buck. They, the Blazers are going to pass them. If they don't make the playoffs, that is embarrassing. Thing, you know, that can't happen, man, because this is why that can't happen. They they have, you know, when, when LeBron's getting older now, he's still playing at a very high level. Anthony Davis obviously still playing at a high level. Well, say what you want to say about Russ, but, you know, Russ is still a, you know, a very good ball player. Um, is he? <laughs> oh, well, listen, I don't want to go into that again. <laughs> <laughs> so the sad part about that is if they – don't make the playoffs this year. What can they do? Because you're locked into those three, and those three guys take up your whole salary cap. So you can't do anything. Mm. So you got to come back with the same team next year. Mm. They have to make the playoffs this year. I'm looking at this. I'm you, look- tell you, you say you come back with the same team next year, and you're probably going to be worse because LeBron's going to be a year older. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at these standings, man. It's not looking good, man. Because I'm talking about. New Orleans is a game and a half out of 10th place. Three and a half games behind the Lakers. The Lakers are about to lose to Utah. So they're three games behind the Lakers now. That, that means they won't make the playoffs. Forget the plan. They won't make the playoffs if New Orleans passes them. Because the Blazers are going to pass them. The Blazers are beating everybody. I don't know what the hell is going on. Anthony Simons? Yeah. like He's been averaging 30 since that trade. Yeah, maybe it's, uh, it was time for him to... No, let his wings uh, spread his wings. Yeah, they might have to get. They might have to get Dame up out there too. They might got a guy now. <laughs> Cause they hooping like not for real, Sean. They hooping like I, I don't. I didn't see this coming. Like they're beating everybody. They beat the Bucks. Like what? Yeah. I mean, that's what sometimes that's what happens though when you have ball dominant people though. Like when you take that ball dominant person away, sometimes. It, you and the ball starts to move a little bit more, and like multiple people are touching the ball within the shot clock. I mean, it changes your team, and also it makes it harder for teams to scout you. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know. We got ball, we this thing about it, we have ball dominant people. Like it's kind of easy to scout scout you or whatever. It's just that that ball dominant person uh, person better be a hell of a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens sometimes. Like like the Rockets became easy to scout after a while, but I mean Harden was just individually very good. Uh, same thing with LeBron on some of those teams. Like I mean, they became easy to scout. He's just, you know, he's just really good sometimes. He can make plays. Uh, and I think with Dame and, and, and CJ, ball dominant guards, like, when they're not out there and the ball start moving and most people are touching the ball and this, that, I think teams just don't have a, a scout report for them right now. So that's why they're kicking people's ass. Like, it just is what it is. Mm. Okay, well, enough about the sorry Lakers. Uh, we can watch. We can watch the rest of that game tonight. They're gonna lose. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's let's move on to music. Kanye West. Uh, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Kanye West apparently has been losing his ever loving mind because he wants to get back <laughs> with Kim. Uh, what's going on? What's up with your boy, man? First of all, Donda. But by the way, Donda was a terrible album. But go ahead. <laughs> I just felt like taking a shot right there. <laughs> Uh, this is how I felt about him as far as like uh, rapping. Like, I don't think he's been a good. I think he's had good music, like sonically how it sounds. I think it sounds fine, but he has been a good rapper to me since probably Watch the Throne or, or what's the one before that? Pablo. Like, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm. Yeah, those are like the last two albums where I felt like he actually could rap good. Since then, that was like ten years ago. So <laughs> I don't think he's been a good actual rapper. Like with wordplay, mm. since then, mm. um, 
like, but like sonically, the music still sounds like okay. Like you know, as far as like the actual music part of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I I just think that um, and like look, mental health is real, so I'm not gonna make mental health jokes or anything like that. But he's obviously going through some kind of grieving process with his marriage. And I look, I can't knock a man for trying to fix his marriage, okay? But this way kind of starts to look like a clown though. Um so, you know, she's obviously dating someone else right now. Uh she's dating Pete Davidson, the guy from Saturday Night Live, funny guy. It don't take her uh, long to move and- on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> And so, you know, I think he's not handling it very well. He's literally going out his way to diss this man who's never said nothing about him. Uh, and granted, look, I'm not married. You know, this man, that's that man's wife. So I think he feels some type of way about another guy. Are here. they are they divorced or are they still not? They're still doing the paperwork. They're still doing the paperwork. Okay, so that's his uh, wife. He's basically been begging for his wife back for a week now and putting these random... Uh, uh, memes and Randall shot to Pete Davidson uh, calling for I mean if you could look like a sucker he's done his best job to look like a sucker <laughs> ooh man and, and, and uh, my, my thing is to look I don't mind you begging for your wife back whatever that's cool but when you start shooting at the guy calling him this and he's been calling the man Skeet, Skeet Davidson uh, for, for whatever, and I, I'm like, dude, why are you dissing the glue for just dating your wife? Your wife made a decision not to be with you and be with this guy. <laughs> like, it's like, then you call the man Skeet. I like that's not a very good name to call a, a man that's probably having relations with your wife. Probably, like, it's not. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, he he's been doing a lot of clown stuff, man, and and good look. I can't tell anybody how to grieve. I've never gone through a divorce. I know it's probably tough, but the way he's going about it just doesn't look good. It doesn't make him look good. Mm. Uh, I can't say what it's doing for Kim Kardashian, how she feels about it. She obviously has, because that's what he's doing too. So he's having text messages messages with people. He's posting them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> throwing everybody under the bus. <laughs> Just throwing everybody under the bus. <laughs> throwing her family, his family, her sister, his friends. Told King Cuddy he wasn't gonna be his friend no more because he's friends with Pete Davidson. Like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like. I just, I feel bad because like, he's obviously having some kind of episode and he's not doing a good job of handling it right now. And some of this is narcissism too. Some of this is he's he's he doesn't have control of the situation. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to regain control, so he's just losing his marbles, mm. basically. And and I, I feel kind of bad for him, but at the same time, though, I'm just like, you're still an adult. Act accordingly. Act like an adult. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't act like a kid having a temper tantrum because you're not getting your way. Right. Okay. You know, so. Um, okay, so let's, let's move on real quick. Um, so the, there was a versus, Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child, two of my favorite uh, artists for sure. I thought I thought that was an excellent matchup. Um, I don't even honestly I don't even know who won. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I I didn't really watch it. I just saw the highlights. I don't even know who won. I mean, did they did they say Music Soul Child won? Yeah, I've been hearing mixed reaction. I've been hearing people say Music won. I've been hearing people say they felt Anthony Hamilton won. From the little bit I saw, um, I saw about four or five songs from each. 
Uh, they get to see the whole thing. Um, for the part I saw, it looked like <laughs> I kind of was feeling what Anthony Hamilton was doing a little bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, what's that? Music was a little pitchy. Uh, <laughs> he, he, did, he did sound like himself on some of the songs. So uh, I don't know if it's because he was doing too much or, or maybe he just having some problems with his throat. I don't know, but he sounded a little off. <laughs> he uh, said <said> pitchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not a music based, so I, don't, I ain't know what a better word. But he did. It wasn't. It wasn't a great live performance for music. From mm. the parts I saw, he might did great the other parts, but the four or five songs I saw, he you know. He wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't. Anthony Hamilton was just better. And, um, but, yeah, like, you know, both of them have some, like, of my... Uh, it's funny, because I actually have a... You know, like, when you used to burn CDs and stuff? Uh, you still got them? I don't want to get myself in any kind of trouble. But, yeah, back in the day, people used to burn CDs. That was the one of the CDs I actually burned. It had nothing but music and uh, um, uh, Anthony Hamilton on it. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's funny when this matchup came about. I was like, man, I I literally had a burnt CD with just those two on it. <laughs> so, uh, so it was kind of cool. I just put it. I mean, man, my car doesn't have a CD player anymore, so I can't even put it in my car and listen to it. But yeah, um, yeah. So, so when I saw this matchup, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a really cool matchup. So I think a lot of people enjoyed it. And then it was like, oh, came over Valentine's Day, so it was, it was like a really good um, matchup between those two. But from what I saw, I would say I would give Anthony Hamilton a slight edge. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming in, I would say Anthony Hamilton. I, I think uh, Music Soul Child has a few some, more songs that I like, but Anthony Hamilton is just a better artist to me. And it was funny because it's funny you mentioned that because I was like, I have kind of forgot it was on, and I was like, yeah, I'll catch the highlights later. But I was list, I was listening to it from the other room, and I heard uh, my wife was in the bathroom. She had the door open, and I was just like on my phone, and I heard uh, Music Soul Child singing, and I just kind of looked, looked over my shoulder like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little off. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe because I'm not there. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm tripping. But I was just like, like, huh? Okay, that doesn't sound that great. But yeah, I, I, I think maybe he's trying to do too much. Sometimes you know, people start to sing a lot. They start doing a lot of extra stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't turn out that well. But it, like I say, it was just a few songs. I didn't hear the whole thing. So yeah. maybe he did really well. The rest of it. So okay, uh, let's move on to TV. And uh, movies for our last part. Uh, About Last Night came out on HBO Max with Steph Curry and Aisha Curry. It's basically a sit down where, you know, you kind of see how well you know uh, your mate or whatever. And uh, they do like uh, some of the things are blindfolded. Some of the things are, uh, you know, they, they put the earmuffs on where you can't hear them. I, I guess they got really good soundproof because uh, it, it, it was it was pretty good. I saw Steven Jackson was on there. Um... Uh, Draymond Green was on there. I haven't seen um, I haven't seen the one with Draymond yet. They had uh, Terry Crews, uh, Dinah Ross' son from um, from, uh, oh, Ed, Ed, from ATL. Ross, yeah, Evan Ross. And I hadn't seen him in a minute. I was like, Yo, where you been? But um, but I, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, it's if you if you got time, if you're in the mood to watch something like that, it's like almost thirty minutes an episode. It's pretty. It goes pretty quick. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Steph Curry's the he's just in the back. He's like the the bartender, and Aisha Curry's asking all the questions. So it's basically her show. Uh, but I, but I like I liked it. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually saw the trailer for it, 
I saw the very beginning of one of the episodes, but yeah, I didn't get to watch the whole thing yet. So that's another thing on my to-do list of things to watch. So, uh, the, I don't know. It's, it looks interesting. Uh, I wouldn't have thought that it would be something I like, but it actually was. It kind of caught my eye when I saw the trailer. So, yes, it's tasteful. It's tasteful. It's not, it's not too raunchy. I, I thought it was, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, let's move on. So power and power force. So power book two finally came to an end. Uh, well, it's actually been come to an end. We just never talked about it. I just wanted to make sure you were caught up. Now we're both caught up so we can finally talk about it. Um, I like the ending. I like the ending. I, I, I thought, um, I thought it kind of went how I expected it. You know, Tyreek, you know, one thing about Tyreek, and, and, and I would compare Tyreek to, he's he's the ISO Johnny of the show. He's he's slippery. He can, he can get out of anything pretty much. I don't know. I don't know how he does it, but he but he finds a way to get out of just pretty much anything. He's he's got he's well connected. Um, he's not on ghost level, but he's young, so you know he still has potential. But um, I I love the ending. I thought if I had to grade, if I had to give it a grade for this season, this season was be- definitely better than Power Book One. It was definitely better. Yeah. And I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to Method Man. He did his thing. Method Man was incredible. Uh, Mary J is coming along. She not she not there yet. She's coming along. <laughs> and um, right. and what's your boy? What's your boy name? Um, uh, what's the what's the basketball player name? Uh, Drew. Oh, he's too. He's terrible. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke. That's what I mean. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke. He's terrible. He's just terrible. He's just not going to be good. He's just not. He's just not. Well, that's why, that's why they killed him off the show. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, glad, I'm kind of glad they did. I just couldn't take it, man. I couldn't take it. <laughs> he was just dumb. He's <laughs> <laughs> just dumb, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you really thought you was 19, bro? Like, for real? <laughs> like, come on, yeah, man. He he, I, like, he played that role of being dumb so well on the show that I'm like thinking like, hey, maybe he, in real life he might be. <laughs> maybe he's not acting. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's not acting. But no, it, it was uh, all, all the thing I guess. Like all the nice looking women are getting killed off though. That's the only bad. Part. That's the only bad part. I'm like, bro, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, all the beautiful women are getting killed off. So, uh, no, 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 I think it. It's suspenseful, and a lot of things happening. Maybe I could have called them the way that they happened, but at the same time, though, there were some some things that they tossed in there. That I was like, "Oh, well, okay, mm-hmm. you know that that wasn't bad." You know, so it's gonna be really cool to see how they kind of um, put them all in together at one point. Uh, where you got book one, Razor Kane and uh, Force with. Tommy, mm-hmm. how they all are kind of going to intertwine with, you, with each other at one point. So, They'll probably go yeah, back I, to Power Book after that, too. Yeah, like down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> I, I still got to get around to uh, to Force, to Tommy. I'm, I'm probably going to watch the first episode of this weekend. I got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We got our championship game uh, Saturday. So, um, wishing my team the best of luck. Hopefully, you know, we come home with the championship. But, um, that's a wrap, man. Episode 151. We got some great basketball uh, coming on tomorrow. I uh, hope you guys get a chance yeah. to listen to the podcast. We'll be shooting that out on Facebook, um, <clears throat> sending it out uh, via group text. And you guys, uh, good luck tomorrow, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It'll be good to see you guys tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? As advertised, I know you guys are going to play your tail off. It'll be good to see you again. So let's go ahead. I right, have fun, man. Yes, sir. All right. Episode one. 
51 in the books, uh, live from uh, via cell phone. I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.